Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are a socially-minded entrepreneur trying to give aid to the business community by supplying GI veteran talent like Jack, or a fiscal wizard who is putting his consulting expertise behind those who seek new ventures like Keith, we are here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Now, today's episode is entitled, uh, Brian Jenkins' Flytime Media, From Eureka to Reality in 1,000 Persistent Steps. (laughs) Yes, today we are going to examine the the clever idea of uh, New Jersey 12 anchor, uh, news anchor, Brian Jenkins, who's invented and diligently crafted the Flytime Media with several cogent and insightful processes that many of us who are strategizing our our own growth plans out there may just want to listen to and uh, perhaps emulate. Now, I'm sure many of us have heard the interviews of Brian on uh, NJ12 Evening News. He's a lifelong journalist who's worked in newspapers and he's served as an anchor reporter on, oh heavens, Fox News and WTVT in Tampa and Miami, WTVJ, and, and many more. He's chased globally for stories that enrich you. And today, I thought we'd kind of turn the tables on Brian and give him a chance to tell us what's on his own mind and how he's bringing his latest firm, Flytime Media, to fruition. But before we show you how a company really should be launched, let me take a few moments to supply you out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind every individual hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That is the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. And ask yourself, will this be the day that I give into that new venture, that that somewhat crazy idea that I've always wanted to do and give it a chance? Or will you just stick with the routine that you know so well? The choice, my friends, is truly yours. Second, let's dip into a little laughter. It is time to take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips. Let me whip out the book here. and Let's, let's go back toward the beginning. Okay, here we are. Let's go to the very beginning. Number one, each employee in his firm is a treasured asset. Until, of course, we can find a replacement at a lower salary. (laughs) Sadly, we've all heard that before. As an afterthought, it does seem funny how those business owners who place their employees strictly on the liability side of the ledger always seem to be surprised at their lack of loyalty. Hmm. (laughs) Anyway, as the third utensil, uh, perhaps we should call this day's utensil the mind-scooping spoon, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us with the name of the author and simply sell the uh, right to info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com, the name of the uh, man or woman whom you believe it to be, uh, who quoted the words, and uh, so the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, let your words be a little wild. They ought to be. 
for they are the assault of thought on the unthinking. That gentleman was none other than the revolutionary economist, Mr. John Maynard Keynes. So now let us dig into uh, today's feast and call upon the expertise of that journalist and entrepreneur, Mr. Brian Jenkins. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing just well, Bart. Thank you very much for uh, letting me join in the festivities. Uh, uh-huh. I will I will start by borrowing one of your quotes, which uh-huh. is something that I, I tend to live by, and it's uh, number 38 in your book. It says, if your first concern with a new venture is risk assessment, retire. You're too old for the exhilaration of business, whatever your age. <laughs> I love that one because it's so true. Uh, you, you have oh, to be willing gosh. to take a lot of risks. That's boy, that is truly what uh, what it's all about, and that's uh, that little bit of adrenaline uh, is a what keeps you up at night, but also at the same time uh, makes it all worth going. Uh, no one in this life should be a drudge. I and uh, speaking of uh, not not drudgery at all and taking risks, you. Uh, Brian are very well known and like me a very veteran media man from way back and I, I just always love to ask this what uh, was your first starting point your your real entrance into that frenetic media realm what was your where'd you start you know it's funny um, I, I don't know that there's a particular starting point I can only say that I was always a communicator uh, even as a kid um, when I get in trouble you know I I was I always had an excuse. I always had a reason to get out of it. And my father would say to me, "You know, you'll say anything. You'll you know just stop talking, <laughs> just stop talking." And uh, I found that that was a great way of you know you, you either explained your way out of something or into something. Uh, either way, it worked. And uh, that's kind of how I I think have gotten into this business. Um, there is a I guess there are rules of journalism that you learn along the way, but I think you have to be a communicator first. Yeah, people do first. keep putting those in your way. I'm not sure much of them are, they do you much good, but, but people love the rules of journalism. Sure, sure. But I think you have to be, at the end of the day, a people person, and and that's what I tend to oh, be. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I got into this business. And um, I love it. I love people. I love people stories. Uh, I think that the, the, uh, the fourth estate is very important, and I think that um, – you know, that's what makes the world go around. At the end of the day, you know, when people watch the news, whether it's uh, watching on TV or hearing it on radio, uh, the things that resonate with them are stories about people. You know, it's not the big fire at the warehouse. It's, you know, whose yeah. life was changed. Uh, so those All are right. the things that right. I'm so glad you said that, and I'm, I'm so glad that you gave a, a boost to the Fourth Estate. The, the people, there are so many people laboring so hard to make it all work, and yes, uh, it comes under uh, some very justifiable criticism, and some not so, but uh, uh, again, hats off to everyone who's trying to enlighten uh, other folks out there in any way. Mm-hmm. And. Now, as I understand it, uh, about a decade ago, Brian Jenkins is standing in a football stadium, and all of a sudden, <laughs> he is smitten with this eureka moment, and fly time media was conceived, and such. <laughs> Can you tell us that story? And also, Something like that. Can you give us just that. a few of the startup steps you took afterwards? Well, you know, a buddy of mine and I were at a football game. Uh, one of those games where nobody's uh-huh. scoring, and we decided, well, you know, maybe right. it's time to take a walk to the restroom. And uh, as luck would have it, we're both in there, and um, we hear the crowd go nuts. You know, the roar of the crowd. And, and uh, my buddy's first reaction was, uh, wouldn't it be great if they had a, a screen in here 
so that you didn't miss any yeah. action. And I thought, oh, great idea, you know. And uh, we walked out of there, and that was something that just resonated with me after we left. And I thought, you know, okay. uh, not only is that a good idea just, you know, to, to stay on top of the action, but, you know, ding, sure. light bulb goes off. You know, this could be a valuable medium for advertising. Yeah. Uh, at the time. Well, it, it, at the time, it was just prohibitively say, expensive, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I know tech- now. So, fast forward to today for just a second. So, give us the kind of executive summary of of what Flytime Media does. What, 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 who are your clients? Where are you putting what? What are they buying? And what, what's the benefit that you're giving your clients? We are a new portal for reaching uh-huh. uh, high end consumers. That's what we offer to I advertisers. See. Uh, to the airports, essentially, is where we're installing uh, in airport restrooms uh-huh. that, that are high traffic. Uh, we're putting a network of digital screens. Now, it's not, you know, there's nothing fancy or rocket science about it. It's just a location. The fact that, you know, uh-huh. think about where's the first place most people go when they get off the plane, and one of the first places uh-huh. they go while they're waiting for their plane. So that's a huge yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about about 750 million people a year. Uh, that's just oh, domestically. Uh, so when you consider that the time that we're spending in the in the uh, airports between security, we're eating and drinking, the natural outgrowth is we're going to the restrooms. So it's a huge audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a great demo for advertisers, and um, essentially we look we brought it to uh, our first uh, pilot location uh, in New York, uh, the folks that uh-huh. run uh, Newark International. Uh, and we brought it to them as a land use issue. You know, you're paying all this money yeah, out yeah. for water and paper, and you're not getting any return on that piece of real estate. Let us come in. We'll give you a piece of what we generate on the walls, and they loved it. So that's kind of the nutshell of our model. Uh, it's okay. not a new Ladies model. and gentlemen, I'd like you to, to – I, I don't want to interrupt your mind, but you, you said something that's very clever, and this is – so I'm going to call this a quill pen moment. That means I wish you would all my listeners out there would take your, your pens, dip them in your inkwells, and write down this note. Brian had a good idea, a solid idea, but he, he said to uh, uh, himself, I've got to take this to people who are going to – Talk about money, not inventions. He said, "Here is so." He says, "Here is some land. Here, uh, let's use this. You have to. You're paying for it. Let's get some money out of it." That's the quill pen moment when you are talking to people that to a client that you're trying to interest. Move into his language. Move. Show him the benefit and show him the cash. So I, exactly. I thank you for bringing that up, Brian. And, well, you know, and that, now I that's, gotta, that's a process, go too. That's a process of thinking that, you know, you come up with an idea, but you don't – I mean, we didn't know how do we make this valuable to someone. You have to come up with a yeah, way yeah. to put them in the boat with you. So you make that's a good point. very good. You know, now I understand that, again, this was 10 years ago, and, and I understand that you and your crew had to sort of wait for technology to catch up with, with your vision. Now, I I don't know. I'm not so sure. I mean, somehow I remember – way back as a lad in some of those clubs that, shall we say, one makes pilgrimage to before yes. one is shackled to marriage for life, mm-hmm. uh, that they had uh, videos of young nubiles flashing above the places where men normally stand in the men's room. And But, but I, I tell you, you said that, that to really make this viable uh, and at a, at a low cost, you did have to catch up with the vision. So how did you handle that? How did you uh, move it, it, it along? It really- 
it really was the technology. Yes, this has been around for a while. It's not a new idea. It's just the application uh, where you say technology has caught up. Uh, now it has. Right. You know, it used to be. Uh, you know, we went to some folks in Los Angeles about this uh, at Dodger Stadium, at the Forum, a couple of other places. Um, you didn't have the cloud. You didn't have wireless. So it was prohibitively expensive to put in a bunch of screens in a concrete stadium where you had to hardwire. It, it just wasn't going to be cost effective. So we kind of put the idea on the back burner. And as technology changed, and now we're able to do it much more uh, efficiently, uh, and the return is quite quite good. That's I think that's you know it it, it just makes so much sense that uh you're you're using the best i think we've all seen the cost of putting things forward drop uh and also connectivity has enhanced so much and that is something because it's when you're doing what you're doing when you're putting advertising uh that people are paying for on a screen in a room anywhere you have to have dependability and it it seems like uh that's one thing i i know that has enhanced uh and um, you're probably so. So you have more dependability and less purience than I was experiencing. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Um, the the um, now, can you give the folks out there uh, just some sort of tips about um, when technology doesn't seem to fit their plan, or or some of the things? How do you? Uh, how did you and your team sort of regroup and come together with this thing, or did you just uh, wait it out? You know, one of the things I've found is you have to have the right partners in the right place. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I think because I worked have worked in the media um, in doing documentaries and things like that early on in my career, um, you have yeah. to work as a team. You know, you have photographers, you have editors, you have producers, you have people you have to depend on. And you have yeah. to have a team where, you know, everybody works well together. You have people with other areas of expertise that can cover you in areas that you don't have. So yeah. the same yeah. thing applies here. It's, okay. all about the, it's all about the team. And I think uh, investment people, when they look at that, they look at who's on the team. Uh, so that was very important. Yes. Well, that was well very spoken. important for us. And as we as we started to attract the right members, we found, oh, here are the latest. Uh, here's the latest technology. Here's how we can benefit from that. So that worked to our advantage greatly. Now, Brian, um, uh, I'm going to, uh, in the words of a great media sage. Son, you have a lot of splaining to do, <laughs> and by that I mean I'm going to play devil's advocate with you for a moment. Uh, you are assaulting. What do you say? You're assaulting my privacy. Do I really need Brian Jenkins pushing my consumeristic pressure points at my most intimate moments? Uh, the whole thing sounds somewhat indecent. Uh, how, how do you answer those challenges? Well, you know, it's it's again something that's caught up with us. I think when we first started on this process, that uh, if you had uh, polled many people about this whole digital assault, they would have said, "Oh my God, no! I I I, I don't! I would hate that." But as we've yeah, yeah, seen yeah. in the last uh, decade, uh, if you spend any time in New York City or in Los Angeles, uh, and down in the cabs, you've got. You've got screens and the elevators and office buildings. That's true. Screens. That's true. Uh, 
uh, at, at yeah, gas yeah. stations, uh, at ATM yeah, machines. They're, they're everywhere, even in the supermarket. So we've gotten accustomed yeah. to having this ubiquitous screen around. And, yeah, yes, we're assaulting this last bastion of sanctity, but, but it's where it is that makes it user-friendly. You know, you have oh, a lot of merchants. You have, you have so many merchants in an airport. Uh, you have so many services in an airport. And think of how many times, just for example, you might, maybe you forgot your prescription. On our screens, right. we might be running a PSA that says, hey, if you forgot your prescription, you've got a pharmacy over in Terminal C at, at gate blah, blah, blah. Um, those are helpful okay. things we can do in an airport scenario uh, that is actually user-friendly. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are several services that you may not be aware of that you'll, hear, you'll see and hear about on our screen. So it's kind of, we make it as user-friendly as possible. Actually, that's that is a very good thing, and, and I think what we have all learned from uh, the web as it when it came on, um, those of us who are old enough to remember such a thing, that we saw that people didn't want advertising; they wanted some value, so you you couldn't just stick a product in there, and exactly to give the person something that he might use, like where's where can I get a prescription? You're obviously following right down this road. So I think that's something that is uh, is very important, very important for us to know. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the midpoint of our feast, and as such, I think it's time for a brief sorbet. It is time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, the creator of, among other things, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And explore a wide wealth of uh, practical wisdom and business tools from various masters. And Prometheus Publishing would like to invite those enjoying today's show to take a look at two of our books. Number one is Only Retire Once. Uh, which enumerates the nine deadly mistakes of retirement and sets up um, a pretty solid wealth management course, I I like it, by fiscal wizard Mr. Roy Williams. And another small but laughter-packed book, which so many of our uh, listeners have been asking about and and Brian very graciously quoted from, is the little book, 101 Best Business Quips. It's a little volume from uh, that you gives the readings, and these are a collection of the year's best quips, which you may get uh, weekly swinging to you through cyberspace when you visit bartsbooks.com and subscribe at no cost uh, to, to your weekly quips. I mean, after all, laughter should be free, right? Um, so if you would like either uh, or other books, please visit bartsbooks.com and browse at the bookstore. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and those who have transplanted their earbuds directly into their lifestyle, we are back with our guest, journalist and entrepreneur, Mr. Brian Jenkins. Brian, uh, when right from the start you started pitching these ideas, you're talking major clients. I mean, Newark Airport has a 22.9 billion dollar operation. JFK sees, I believe, over 50 million folks shuffling through annually, That's and. Great. How did you approach these are these are not small uh, mom and pop shops. How did you approach these uh, high level and very busy people? You know, uh, it's I mean, funny. You, you're not going to say I've got a great product for your toilet. You know, you, uh, no. Something. But you know what? I think that uh, as a small entrepreneur, you have to think big. Um, if I you're see. going to compete big, you have to think big. And when we went in, 
um, you know, essentially there were four of us. But we had a service that we believed in and uh, that we were passionate about, which I, I think is important. Uh, passion is infectious, and people understand that. They feel it. And I think it was a service that was pretty easy for us to, to prove out and to say, we can do this, and it's going to help you. Um, you know, I, I always say, a friend of mine told me years ago, he said, if you're, if you're selling anything to anyone, you have to give them a stake in the outcome. And our ah, position was with, with the people we were dealing with, yes, you have a stake in it. We're going to help you make some money on, on walls that mm-hmm. you're just paying for. So we go back to that right, model, right. and we said to them, here's what we can do for you. And even though, yes, we were little, little guys uh, competing with some very, very big guys, um, yes, we found were. that they embraced us and that the big guys were looking at their scenario in a very, very conservative, madman kind of way. And I think we came in under the wire and said, hey, here's something different, here's something fresh, and here's something profitable. And they warmed to it. Well, now you also did something. Uh, You you told me about this, and this is a partnering thing that I just wanted folks to realize. Uh, There are more folks out there wanting to help you than hurt you. You did a partnering setup with one of of the outfits that made that makes a lot of the uh facilities for these bathrooms and you linked with them could you tell the people that story and 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 send, and show them how that can benefit well i i will give you some of that information um because we're still in talks uh, i don't want to jeopardize okay, anything no i i don't want to but, but, but let me throw this out i i will say this I think what helped us is that instead of competing with the giants, we went out and found some what I called non-conventional partners and tried to ally ourselves with some of those kinds of giants. So rather than go to an advertising agency or some big company, a billboard company like that, that could eat us up, we went to manufacturers. We went to a couple of major uh, manufacturers who make restroom, plumbing, and facilities, and said, hey, look, you're not in the advertising business, but we can help you value, we can help add value to what you offer by, by, by entering into agreement. We'll offer our services, we'll package our services with yours, and that way you become more valuable and we get market share. So that's yeah. how we did that. And, and it, so far, uh, it seems to loom very large for us. Um, that will open up a significant market share for us uh, and open the door to people we otherwise would have a difficult time getting access to. Right. I I think one of the things, folks, that you should notice here, that Brian, by visiting a manufacturer, and he was, A, outside of the norm, uh, which is, and thought very cleverly, but he, he, he did, he, he, he business-like empathized. He used an empathy. He put himself in the shoes of those who were not there. And he also saw his own needs he says now if 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 you uh are putting out a product and you don't have a sales force so look to your clients and say well who is already selling to those clients exactly. who has a sales force why not me why can't i why let me team up with these guys give them a little so that's exactly. a very very and, good and the the fun part of it is we're not giving up equity to do that or having to pay them a fee to do that. We're trading value. We're bringing something to their company that says, this makes us, this makes you look better and you guys make us look better. Let's enter into a marketing agreement and see what we come away with. And so that's how Mm -hmm. that's that's worked for us. 
Um, I, I just think it's a great way for a small firm to make itself larger. I, I think that's, that's really true. And I, I again, people people are more willing to have benefit, uh, or, or more people are seeking benefit than to pound somebody, uh, some comp- competitive entity into the ground. That's uh, people do think uh, in that way. Now, I am sure that no. <laughs> I am sure that no wheels ever grind smoothly. I mean, just look at Congress. Um, anyway, <laughs> in your own business, could you give us some hindsight views? I, I, this is one of my favorite kinds of things that I love to ask someone who's done so much so well. It, what are a few of the things that, that you might have done a little bit differently in establishing your program in the public mind? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I probably would have sought out, um, I think I stepped out initially before we were ready financially. Um, Uh, Maybe I would have sowed some financial fences first before I'd stepped out to do marketing. But I felt like uh, this was something that was timely, that we could generate some partnerships with, that, you know, if we could sell the idea, the financial part of it would work itself out. So that's kind of how we proceeded. But looking in hindsight, um, I think it would have been advantageous. We would have been in a stronger position had we been financed before we stepped out into the marketplace. So, you know, I, you can always, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But um, yeah. I think if there was a single thing, that would be it. Oh, okay. Well, I think, yeah, that it is a balance. I mean, you don't want to... It's it's sort of like the the ninety year old bride who walks down and groom that go, walked down the aisle because they were the couple who finally waited until they were ready. Uh, you 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 want to get enough money to keep you going to make sure you can get the delivery into the, into sure. the mind. But and, and, and knowing it when is you've got to bring along the people who can help you do that, and and sometimes that costs money. You know, not everyone's going to work. Yeah on a contingency or you're going to make them a partner or they're going to give them, you know, so you've got to hire good people to come in and work yeah, for yeah. you sometimes. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, we hear these great stories and these books about somebody writing a business plan on a napkin and gets financed and it doesn't work like that. I, I, you know, unless you're, unless you're really, really, really well connected. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, or, or, or you really have Alzheimer's and are lying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So it's it's a it's a process, but uh, it's yeah. it's rewarding. You know, I always one of my and I'll 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 throw this out. It's one of my sayings, and I don't know where I got it from, but it just makes sense to me. And I, I tell my kids this all the time: even water turns to poison when it's standing still. And well my done. attitude well is, done. I like that. I, I think you've always got to keep your process moving. You can't get stagnant. You can't let obstacles get in the way you got to find ways to you got to be the water you got to find ways to work around that's true Uh you got to find ways to work over the hills and ultimately when you do that uh, you get results brian you i and speaking of results you are planning a ribbon cutting grand opening at newark airports bathrooms hopefully in november tell us about that a little well that is the projected uh projected time uh is i hope hope november Um, we'll we'll see if that comes true. You know, sometimes the best laid plans, as we say. But uh, oh, yes. I'm hoping that uh, we'll be up and, 
up and running. And when you get off the airplane in Newark, you'll see our little our little screens everywhere, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to that. Uh, but it, you know, if if not then, very soon afterward. Okay. Well, now if people want to learn more about Flytime Media, uh, and perhaps there's still room to invest in this venture, if if you're there lucky, certainly is. How, how can they get contact you? There certainly is. <laughs> and uh, they can reach us. At, they can reach us at our website, uh, um, uh, flytimemedia.com, or you can send me uh, an email, Brian B R Y A N at flytimemedia.com. All righty. Well, I thank you so much. You've really given us a lot to think about, and it's been been just great. I thank well, you. Thanks for, for having me on. I, I know appreciate I it a lot. I appreciate okay. it. Sometimes now, it's just uh, having a good idea and having the the wherewithal to stick to it. I, I, that's the biggest thing is just the stick to itiveness. You know. All right. Yes, the one thousand persistent steps. Good. Exactly. Oh, God. Thanks, Bart, for having me. Late, on. Thank you, Brian. As we round out the show today, my friends, let me give you our final business quotation, and that is this week, what really flatters a man is that you think him worth flattering. (laughs) And that was, uh, and as a hint, the playwright who uh, uttered this flattered no one so well as himself. And uh, so if you remember the name of that author, please send it in to info at bartsbooks.com. Don't forget to sign Now, as a parting shot, allow me to give you the words of my wife's husband. Pour out your praise like a medium-priced wine, not so rare as to be always held in reserve, but gushed, uh, nor gushed so constantly that it dilutes its true savor. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Goodbye.